0: Happy Tuesday, Cyclone Nation. It's Chris Williams from up here in Ames. Uh, Just got done interviewing Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. Of course, uh, today's podcast brought to you by our friends at Heartland Flags. Fly that Cyclone flag. Big opportunity on Saturday to win their sixth Big 12 game, which has never been done in in program history. Get on up here. They've got their Des Moines showroom, uh, heartlandflags.com start thinking about Christmas time. Go ahead and uh, support one of our great supporters, Heartland Flags. All right. Here's my weekly conversation with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. I want to start though, I uh, you kind of got asked about this briefly in your press conference today and I I'm, I'm really fascinated by the current like the wh- where the NFL is going with offense. And it infuriates me, Matt, to watch I've been a proponent of Patrick Mahomes since he before he even played at Texas Tech, I had seen his um, I had seen his high school tapes and I just I I thought from day one this guy's gonna be a stud in the NFL, he could be one of the greatest of all time. When I watch him put up fifty one last night on Monday night football, it's all about how great he is and how great the offense is. When he played in the Big 12, it was all about how terrible the defense was in this league. So I guess the greater point, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade or anything like that. I'm just curious about the transition that we're seeing in the National Football League and, and what you see. Because I see a lot of Big 12 roots, Art Bryles, Dana Holgerson, Mike Leach type stuff that on Sundays. Are you are you picking up on that?
1: Yeah, you know I think the it all starts with one position. It's the quarterback position, and you know you you've you heard for you know the last five or six years. Geez, there's no pro quarterbacks, and you know well there are there's great college quarterbacks and i think what some of these coaches have done you know whether they're head coaching hires or offensive coordinator hires is said you know instead of us saying this is the way we've always done it which i think that's a league that's really you know lived there mm-hmm. we've always done it this way and we're going to make you fit into the box they've said you know what we're going to find out how we can do it better with what's out there and you know I think that's what you see the evolution of if guys scoring 50 points in pro football games today because all of a sudden they said you know we're going to adapt to the Patrick Mahomes and you know we're going to certainly adapt to Baker Mayfield and we're going to put offenses that are around them you know Pittsburgh I think has been doing it for now you know four or five years with Roethlisberger you know they're, they just understand that you know I think what are these kids comfortable with what are their tools and let's adapt our knowledge around what they can do rather than trying to force them into Mm -hmm. the, into a box that maybe doesn't fit. And, you know, I think now what you're seeing is the defenses that, you know, kind of what happened in college football, you know, 10 years ago, they, they, they weren't built to stop the spread offense. And now you're going to see that transition have to occur in, you know, in the professional level where how do you play against these spread offenses? So
0: I, I have a theory and I was kind of bloviating about this last night. Night um Sage Rosenfels was actually on and we were we were comparing the the modern day RPO with the triple option back when you know Tommy Frazier was running it and those type of deals. So I have a theory. I was watching Alabama and the Citadel from my hotel room before your game on Saturday in Austin. And I I watched Army in Oklahoma this year. I've thought for a long time that some of these programs at the bottom of these leagues would be very wise to hire a young triple option coach because of the very Adjustments that defense have to make. It works more in college because there's a difference between – in the NFL it would never work because the teams are all fairly similar when it comes to talent. Do you think that could work at the college level? And do you think now that pretty much everybody's running some variation of the spread, we're going to start to see some a, a, a reemergence of an option type of offense?
1: Well I, I think number one, yes, I mean I think it's why Army is relevant right now. I think mm-hmm. top twenty I saw there in the top twenty five for the first time in so many years, and I think why Navy has always been a factor in the college football scene for the last ten to twelve years but i but I also think the reality of it is you can look in our own conference and it used to be you know spread this, spread that well now all of a sudden you know there's some good backs in the conference mm-hmm. and offensive line, and people are running the ball and you know I, I think the reality of it is, we know football is a cyclical game. Yeah. It always goes in cycles, and you know, when you want to play small people in football games to match speed, you know, well, what what's your mindset offensively? Get big people on the field. Well, once they get big people on the field, you you want to have big people to match up against those. So, I think football will always be a matchup game, and how do you try to create those matchups in different ways? And I think certainly what you're talking about schematically makes a lot of sense. It's fascinating to
0: me. I, I love Love that aspect of it. I thought um, you're gonna have less miles in your conference next year. I was I was harping for the last two weeks that Kansas should bring in a triple option guy because I, I just. Paul Johnson. Every team he coaches is always relevant. It doesn't matter if he's at Navy, if it's at Georgia Tech. Anyways, um, we, we can we can. This is a summer conversation for us. It's just been on the back of my mind. Iowa State. Um, you had the tough loss to to Texas over the weekend. How have the guys responded since you got back from Austin?
1: You know, I, number one, I, I think our kids especially it means the world to them. And any time you win or you lose, I think our kids have been able to learn from it. And, you know, obviously a great environment, a game that, uh, you know, a lot of emotion, a lot of physicality within it. But I, I think the thing that I love about this team, and I've said this a couple times, for the last 10, 10 and a half months, this group's never disappointed me in terms of their preparation, their detail, their want-to. And, you know, I saw that early on this week. You know, this group's come back with a purpose, you know obviously, Saturday means a lot to a lot of our a lot of kids in our program we 're going to have eighteen seniors that are going to go through senior day you got uh, you know you got an opportunity to play against a team and an opponent that's really had Iowa state's number for over the last ten years and you know really over the history of the last twenty years has really had a you know had a big impact on the success or failures of Iowa state football and so you know I think our kids understand that and you know what another great opportunity for this team to continue to tell its story. Are you familiar with how excruciating
0: some of the losses to Kansas State have been over the years? I know you know the streaks. Like his his an Iowa stater, an old timer, gone through some of the ways that this program is lost to Kansas State. No, but unfortunately. You were
1: the, in one of them last year. Unfortunately, living it <laughs> living it a year ago and, and feeling that, I, I got a pretty good understanding of it and a pretty good feel. But, uh, you know, I, 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 you've heard that and you've heard that story. And uh, I, I think the reality for us is, you know, sitting in that locker room a year ago, you know what it felt like. And I think a lot of that pain has been brought on Equally by ourselves, absolutely, and no question. I think the those are things that we've really tried to lay the foundation on, not pointing the finger anywhere other than ourselves, and saying what do we have to do to continue to win close games and games in those situations. So I think another great opportunity this week.
0: I really liked that. Um, I, I, I do want to give you props, and I, I thought that your your players did that on Saturday there's I won't name names or put you on the spot there have been times in the last couple years where I felt like you guys have beaten somebody and the opposing coach takes that time to point fingers at his team instead of giving the other team credit I really liked how you and your guys came out on Saturday night and Texas played a really good game you know as a really good team and I I don't know, this whole greater culture thing that we're always talking about. And For an outsider, you don't really exactly know what that is, what happens inside of the walls. But I could see that bleeding through to your players, I thought, on Saturday night. Because you came right out to the press and you said, we got our butts kicked, basically. And I thought that really emulated through your guys as well. I I don't even know what the question is here, Coach. But I appreciated that. I thought that put off a good
1: vibe for your program. Well, I think, number one... Being honest with our kids is really important, and you know we went into the game knowing that it was going to be a physical football game. And I thought, you know, the most physical team for four quarters was the team that's going to have the ability to win it. And you know, the reality was they were. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, there's you can sugarcoat it. You can say mistakes. I thought our kids played really hard. I thought you know our some of our our young puppies played like puppies, and you know some of their some of their older veterans played like veterans. And, you know, but at the end of it, I thought, you know, I was really proud of our kids' effort. And I thought our kids kept fighting and playing. But they were the better team on last Saturday night. And you tip your hat to them. You you figure out what you need to do to continue to get to that level to be that team in that moment. But, uh, you know, it's part of the the sport and it's part of growing. Well, uh, I speak for tens of thousands of listeners right now
0: who are probably driving home from work. Um, go out and slay that demon on Saturday. I, I'm telling you, the Kansas State game. Like I know people want to beat Iowa. Um, the there, there's there's many hurdles that that Iowa State has crossed since you got here. The Kansas State one. I, I mean, it just drives people crazy because it again. You, Iowa State hasn't lost to Kansas State. Iowa State has like been neutered by Kansas State in, in in horrific ways I'll never forget the 2015 game and uh, just the way that went down so best
1: of no pressure okay no pressure best of luck on Saturday yeah I've heard no pressure best of luck a lot over the last couple of months so uh, we'll keep we'll keep plugging away but I appreciate it we appreciate everybody's support and look forward to seeing everybody Saturday all right he's Matt Campbell